You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. I'd like to thank you for joining me this week. Very special episode. Not quite a bonus episode, but an extra episode nonetheless. Uh, this month you get two Simply Stogies for the price of one. And this episode, we'll be talking about community, specifically your local cigar community. But before we get into that, I would like to remind you, the listener, that there is a contest right now for a handmade cigar ashtray with the Simply Stogies logo on the drawer. This was made by a loyal listener and friend to the show. And there are a couple of ways that you can enter. Go to Instagram and Twitter. Find Simply Stogies Podcast. Follow me on both of those. And then the next part is completely up to you. You can either go to iTunes and leave a review, even if you hate this show. Leave a review and let me know. Or you can email me at simplystogiespodcast at eargluemedia.com and let me know which cigar you would like me to review next. Do those things, you will be automatically entered to win the handcrafted Simply Stogie's one-of-a-kind cigar ashtray. This episode, I wanted to take you along on the journey of finding a local cigar community. I believe I've said before that I feel like I am on an island sometimes. Uh, here in the Midwest, in this great state of Iowa, where there aren't a lot of cigar enthusiasts, there are not a lot of cigar lounges. There are not a lot of cigar uh, brick-and-mortar locations. In fact, most of my cigars are procured online. So it was important for me to find a group of fellow cigar enthusiasts that I could hang out with from time to time. And the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society fits that bill. These guys and gals get together once every month, once every couple of months, and they do a lot of good for the community. They raise money for different charities, uh, as you will uh, find out here in just a moment. And they do so by raffling off prizes, by charging admission. Uh, and so not only do you get to have a good time with a bunch of good people, smoke some really good cigars, but you're also giving back to the community. And that's very important to ICAS, if you will, the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society. In the show notes, you will find a link to all of their sites, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, if you are in the Iowa area, Eastern Iowa specifically, and you'd like to hook up with us, make sure you visit those uh, and, and follow them. And 
we'll let you know when the next event is. This event that I was at recently for ICAS was out at the Walker Homestead near Iowa City, Iowa. This place was absolutely beautiful. There is a vineyard there on site. They have a large facility. It looks like it's a family farm or was at one time. These folks put their heart and their soul into what they're doing. We're very thankful that they opened up their doors for us and let us hold our cigar event there this month. Maybe we'll be back. I hope so. It was absolutely gorgeous with the rolling hills of Iowa. Just absolutely a beautiful night to enjoy some good food, some good drinks, and some good cigars with some really good folks. So I thought it would be a good time to interview Keith Chiavetta and Doug Wagner, the founding members of the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society, and find out a little bit about what spurred them to start this and where they think this will go in just a few short years. I first sat down with Keith Chiavetta, and I picked his brain about where he thought the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society would be in five years, and we had a little bit of fun as well. Today, I am on location with the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society, and we are out in, well, I believe the uh, Field of Dreams called it Heaven. It's just Iowa, out in the middle of a beautiful uh, vineyard uh, surrounded by cigar aficionados and enthusiasts. And with me, is one of the founding members uh, of ICAS is Keith Chiavetta. Chiavetta. Yes. Right. I knew I'd get it. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and talking cigars. What I like to do is I like to, before we kind of get into things, I just kind of want to know a little bit about your journey. When did you start right. smoking cigars? I started smoking cigars when I was 25 years old. So that was about 24 years ago. And uh, I was working for Apple in the Silicon Valley and living with some guys. And so um, usually after, you know, a day at work, we would come back, we would throw some meat on the grill and then we just started smoking cigars so once i started smoking cigars i just kept going after that that's how i got into it do you remember your first cigar my first cigar was a uh, cigar from a place called oakbrook tobacco which um they are not in existence anymore but they were uh, in one of the suburbs oakbrook terrace of chicago and um it was called uh um Smithsonian, which was about the little smaller than uh, Toro, and the wrapper was cured in molasses. And that, so that sounds delicious. Oh yeah, they were awesome. So I used to just order bundles of them, and then uh, whenever I went out to California, I would just we would just get together and smoke cigars all the time. And it just it was it was a good camaraderie because I was away from home. It was a good um, it was a good time to reflect on um where i was and you know someone from iowa working at apple computer it's kind of a it, it's overwhelming when you're 25 years old no absolutely absolutely so you've been smoking for a while do you remember the very last cigar you had like the most recent the most recent uh well the la the most recent one i had tonight which is really my everyday cigar which it which is the um Jura state Undercrown maduro toro um, I usually buy those by the usually two boxes at a time and I go through a lot of those. Uh, you know, it took me a while to, 
um, get to my favorite cigar, but that's probably my favorite cigar. How many cigars do you have in your personal stash? Uh, well, so I have two types of cigars. So the cigars that I sort of smoke all the time, um, I typically have about 50 at any one time. But then I have a, uh, it's kind of like a, uh, it's not a humidor, but it's like a, um, it looks like one of those wine refrigerators. A wine adore. A wine adore. And so that's where I keep all my Cubans. So I have probably 300 Cubans in there. Wow. Nice. Very nice. I've only got, I think I have 125 Cubans. Oh, wow. And then the rest are all. I've yeah. So I, that, that's, I put them in there because I rarely smoke the Cubans. I mostly like to give them, give them away or share them with somebody who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to smoke a Cuban. I could smoke, I could go and grab one and smoke one anytime. But really what I like to do is, you know, it, it, it's, it's really joyful for somebody who hasn't had a Cuban or hasn't had one in a long time to, to have one. Especially for newer cigar smokers that may not know how to procure them. Right. It's not always the easiest thing. So no, right. that's, that's exactly. awesome. And I found that in the cigar community, we are very giving uh, to, right. to each other and even to, uh, outside the cigar community, which kind of brings me to my next question. So uh, the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society does a lot within the community here in Eastern Iowa. Right. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? What was the thought process behind that? Because typically tobacco users as a whole aren't uh, liked by the general population. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I think what it comes from is wanting to attract um, a certain type of person, someone who it wants that camaraderie, someone who enjoys giving back, somebody who, um, you know, likes to do good. And you're right. I mean, the, the environment is one where it's hard to find a place to have a cigar even anymore. Um, but the, what we have here is we have a group of, guy, a group of guys and some ladies who, you know, they come out, we do an event about every month and a half or two months, and we'll pick a charity, and then we'll raise money for the charity. Now, you know, um, we're raising several hundred dollars um, every time we get together for a charity. That's not too bad for typically between, you know, a dozen and 20 people who are showing up. No, that's that's really good. So it does, it puts cigar smokers and, and tobacco users in a, in a, in a positive light, something that it does doesn't happen that often. How did you get started with this? Well, uh, actually Doug Wagner, who, um, is the, uh, AM 600 WMT host mornings. Um, I actually found him when I was doing a search, I was looking for to see if anyone was doing anything in the Cedar Rapids area or just in the corridor, just trying to figure out if anybody was having a cigar event. And I found his cigar event. And then right away, I just connected with him um, online. And then we just built a friendship. And we're just trying to build this up um, into, uh, uh, you know, a, a greater thing than just people who smoke cigars, but really a, a group of people who are really known for not just getting together, but, but doing good when we get together. No, and I think that's I think that's important. Uh, so, where do you see uh, ICAS, if you will? Right. Uh, where do you see that in in five years? So, um, I take I, I take a little bit from a guy I know out in Southern California. I do a lot of work out there, and he started something very similar a number of years ago, um, where he just started with five guys. And what he did was he found that 
a certain type of guy in that area liked to smoke cigars and he just went around and he targeted um, the, the groups of um, gentlemen who were in the sort of investment area. He just found that they're the same guys who play golf. They're the same guys who go to private clubs. They're the same guys who work with high net worth individuals and they are the same guys who smoke cigars. I want to do the same thing here. I want to find who is our, who's our persona, who is our target, right? And build this around the, if if you will, the customer in mind, trying to find out who, who is that guy or that lady out there who smokes cigars occasionally, who likes to give back, who's, you know, likes to go to a nice venue and, you know, have some food, you know, have some, have some drinks and just, have a nice time for, you know, one evening every once in a while. And I don't think that that's that hard to do, but I think it just takes, you know, it, it, it takes focus and energy and looking beyond, you know, simply um, going to places that sell cigars. It's not really a place that sells cigars. It's, you know, where are the people who want to do this hanging out? That's what we have to get to. No, absolutely. Especially with, with cigar purchasing online becoming such a big thing. Right. So, yeah, no, I, right. I, I agree. So do you know where the next event is going to be held? Do you have any idea what the next charity will be? Uh, no. Usually what we do is uh, we have a planning meeting after we have the event. And then we talk. Usually we have someone who's already in our, our group or has been there. And they recommend a charity. And then that's just the charity that we're going to get behind. Uh, as far as the venue goes, we may, may have it here at Walker Homestead. We may have it at another venue we're we're at an advantage right now that we have great weather so there's a number of venues that we could look at that are outdoor venues that we may want to approach before it starts getting cold again so if there if there's a listener right now who is out in an island on an island and they don't have a whole lot of cigar smoking friends and they're trying to to reach out to the community around them give them one piece of advice that you have uh, that that's helped you build uh, what ICAST is and, and, and what you want it to be. Well, really, just realize you're not alone. You know, um, cigar smoking is um, we're fond of saying it's a hobby, not a habit. And people who smoke cigars are hobbyists. They they uh, do it to transition from one point in time to another. Maybe they had a long day. Maybe they're celebrating. Um, maybe their son or daughter just graduated. Maybe they're getting married. So what I would say is, you know, um, you don't have to smoke alone. There are uh, people who um, like to get together and smoke. And, you know, if you're interested, we're here. We're here for you. And, um, you know, please join us. There you go. Keith Kiavetta, thank you so much for thank sitting you. down with me. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Right, Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thanks for the time. Next, I sat down with Doug Wagner, which you will recognize his voice from the new intro that he recorded for Simply Stogies. So I'm here with Doug Wagner, a member of the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society, founding member. Doug, uh, we're here this month raising money for charity. Why don't you tell us about the charity we're raising money for this month? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your podcast, James. Appreciate it. Um, We're raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And it may seem kind of odd that the Cigar Appreciation Society is, is doing a cancer fundraiser. But, I mean, part of it is raising money. Part of it is raising awareness for what they do. Um, I was uh, honored to be nominated to, to be Man of the Year. And so it's like a fundraising awareness raising contest. 
And so uh, when I talked with the group, the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society, they said, well, why don't we just do this month? Uh, we've done uh, Epilepsy Foundation of Iowa in the past. We have raised money for Alzheimer's Association in the past. And what we try to do with this group is not only get together, have some good cigars, have some good conversations, some good spirits, but also raise money and awareness for some of the things going on in the community that are important to our members. So this is one that's important to me. Um, I know a number of people. My, my son's stepdad was claimed by blood-borne cancer. Uh, the doctor who took care of my two knee operations, he's a survivor, barely survived uh, a blood-borne cancer. So this is really something that's important to me. Tell us about some of the things that are, you're, we're giving away this month through the raffle to help raise money. Right. Well, we're do, we do this every month where we give away a, a number of different things. We've got some T-shirts for the Cigar Appreciation Society, which are really kind of neat. Brad Covington, one of the founding members, he designed the logo for this really, really snazzy. Uh, we have some bottles of high-end spirits, which we traditionally raffle off as well. And uh, in addition to that, we have roller derby tickets because one of our newest members actually participates in roller derby. Oh, wow. So they have an event coming up. We're going to give away a pair of those. And uh, I, one, of the, one thing that's important for groups like this is try to not only get people to come back, but bring other people with them. So I'm going to be giving away uh, a uh, free admission to the next one of these that we do, not to the person who wins it, but to their plus one. I want to make sure that we keep growing this and we have more and more people coming here. So let's talk about that for a minute. So this is a small club. Right. Just started mm-hmm. a few months ago. Yeah. How do you grow it? How do you how do you get the word out within the cigar community? Well, podcasts like this, obviously, are one way. But I think that the best way is really by word of mouth uh, because cigar smokers are not as cloistered as maybe they might have been in the past because it's become uh, not as much of a taboo to be a cigar smoker because i mean it's it's like it's like wine tasting it's like drinking wine different flavors different things you know like i was talking about an alec bradley uh that i had here recently that tasted like i was eating grass and somebody said oh no no this is it tastes fabulous the round notes on i'm like okay it's, it's like drinking wine getting into robust conversations with people who who do this and not being afraid to talk about it with them. That's one of the things. Obviously, social media is huge as well. But I think really word of mouth and, and bringing in plus ones each time we have an event. Uh, we started out with maybe six, seven people. We're up to 20 plus now. Uh, and this is our first outdoor event, the first event that we've had that is not in the braces of winter as well. No. The coldest the coldest night of the year, we had an event and 15 people showed up. I wish I would have known about it then. <laughs> I would have showed up. You would have had 16. So how important is it for uh, the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society, ICAS, if you will, how important is it for them to uh, become involved and active in the society beyond just even trying to bring new members in and bring uh, uh, attention to the cigar community as a whole. It's, it's critical because when we started out, this was something where I was looking for other people to just sit down and have a smoke with. I went with uh, my fiance to visit her cousin and her, and her cousin's husband it has a beautiful humidor. And we went to a place called the Irish in West Des Moines. And I, man, we need something like this here in Eastern Iowa. I mean, why don't we have that? Well, 
find out that there's literally one place where you can do this indoors. And now we understand what the rules are. So there are a couple of things. Number one, become involved in the group to be a planning member. Because when there were just two, three, or four of us doing this and planning everything, it, it's, not, it's not, you know, Herculean, but it certainly is not something that's light either. Oh, uh, no. Because you, you would need to book the place, you need to you know, make the deal with whoever's taking care of the cigars, figure out who's bringing the spirits. But then the other thing is that we're trying to advance this. Maybe we're softer now on cigar rights than we may be in the future. But I think that that's something that as we grow, it's going to be something a little bit more important because you know, we risk being marginalized and being pushed back further. Why shouldn't we have a place like the Irish where you can have a sort of quasi-indoor place to smoke cigars year-round? Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. I feel like uh, tobacco smokers as a whole are the last mm. marginalized uh, group of people in America right now. Right. So uh, have you done anything with uh, the Cigar Rights of America? Uh, you know what? I've listened to your podcast, and there are a number of other people who now are members of the Eastern Iowa, Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society that belong. And so I would imagine that's something that we're probably going to do over time is have them in. And I plan on doing so as, as time becomes available. I mean, really, it's the limited amount of time there is on the, on the clock. And and hitting summer, and especially because there are a lot of legislate, a lot of legislatures that are not in in uh, act. It's, Iowa legislature doesn't come back until uh, until January. So, yeah. you know, I know a number of them. I can actually bring these things up with them as well. We could coexist. There's Absolutely, a, there's a peaceful coexistence that can be had. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So let's have a little bit of fun. Okay. Do you remember your first cigar? This is a cigar podcast about my journey, so it's fun to find out. How uh, other cigar smokers who have uh, been smoking for maybe a little bit longer than I have started. How did you get your start? My first cigar was on a golf course. And uh, the playing partner that I had, he had one of these fabulous little, I don't even know what to describe it, but it wraps around the, the, top, the crossbar on the golf cart. And then it wraps around your cigar to hold it. Like a cigar caddy. Yeah, exactly. Like a cigar caddy. It was like, wow, that's amazing. And uh, he said, well, you want a cigar? I'm like, uh, sure. And so he, it was something simple. It was Romeo and Julieta, something like that. And so I had that. I was like, wow, this is nice. And, and, you know, it went along, you know, well with the beer that I was having. It was a hot day. And I was like, you know, the oiliness of that cigar, as I was smoking it, because it was a very dark wrapper, the oiliness of that cigar sort of like matched up with how sweaty and oily we were. And it was one of those fabulous things because I was like, okay, I am now one with this cigar because I smell like this cigar on the entire <laughs> ride home. And that was the first time. But then, you know, recently getting into it is just, it's phenomenal. I go back to that first one. I was like, wow, I smoked that. Right? No, I think we've all been there. I smoked what? I don't know. Yeah. I would never smoke that now. Exactly. No, exactly. So what was the last cigar you had? The last cigar that I had was last night. It was a My Father, and I don't remember which one. Um, Solid cigar. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it is. It's a go-to. It's one of those where, you know, we're, we're wrapping up a night. We had some friends over, um, and neither of them are cigar smokers, but I, I just said, do you mind if I have a cigar? And I pulled that out, and they were impressed by the cigar band. And that's one of the things that I find people just – 
they fall in love with the artwork and they fall in love with the uh, impression that it leaves you when you have some of these really, really good cigars and some of the some of the cigar bands that they have. But this was my father again. I don't remember which one, but man, it was good. It went perfectly last night. No, absolutely. My father is one of my favorite. Mm. My I, like their entire line. I think I've only had yeah. one where I was like, mm, right, wasn't really on, on board. The, the for it. one I was really surprised to see. I smoke cloves as well occasionally, so I've got that the sweet gum that I'm used to. When I was down in Miami Beach, we ran into a group of Cuban expats that get together every Thanksgiving, and they were up on the balcony smoking and having, uh, you know, pina coladas, daiquiris, whatever, having a good time drinking rum. And um, the guy asked me if I wanted a cigar, and I said, sure. And so he brings us, grabs this two-gallon bag that are full of the uh, Drew Estate Java cigars. I was blown away. I'm serious. It was one of those where I was just like, this is such a smooth, good. I mean, I'm not going to have one every day, but it was like, just it went perfect then. So I'm figuring out now that there is a cigar for every single occasion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think somebody once told me that a cigar, when you smoke it, it's like a celebration every time. That's a perfect example. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy for that. If Doug's voice sounds familiar, he has done the new intro for Simply Stokies. Doug, thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate oh, that. No worries. I figured it was, it was kind of awkward because I heard you saying, and now here's me. <laughs> yes. And now here I am with Again. myself. Again. Yes, absolutely. So, Doug, Maybe thank you, you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for sitting down with me today and oh, talking no a little worries. shop. I, always, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah, thank you for putting out a little about the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society uh, Facebook. We've got a Twitter feed. We also have a LinkedIn group. So make sure that if you're interested, we have events um, roughly every month, maybe every other month. Absolutely. Uh, depending on how many. People. I'll make sure all those links are in the show notes. Fabulous. Perfect. Thanks, James. Thanks, Doug. I'd like to thank Doug and Keith for coming on Simply Stogies this week and agreeing to sit down with me. It was a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it gave you a little bit of insight into what these guys are trying to do. And once again, if you are in the Eastern Iowa area and you'd like to join us, just go to Twitter, follow them on at CigarCR, that's at C-I-G-A-R-C-R, or you can go to Facebook and just search for the Eastern Iowa Cigar Appreciation Society. It will pop up. And don't forget about the contest I'm running this month. And your chance to win a one-of-a-kind, handmade, Simply Stogie's cigar ashtray. Before I end the episode, there's one last thing that I'd like to ask of you, the listener. I want to know what it is you want to hear from me every month. What cigars you'd like me to review. What content you'd like me to create. What issues are important to you, the cigar smoker. So email me, hit me up on Twitter or on the Instagrams, as the kids say, and let me know what's important to you. Thank you so much for joining me for this special episode. Until next time, stay smoky. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.
If you have a question or a suggestion for James, please drop him an email at simplystogiespodcast at eargluemedia.com. The views and opinions expressed by James and his guests are their own and do not reflect those of Eargluemedia or their affiliates.